0: Good morning and welcome to another edition of Sunday Morning with and Action. I am Ken Tuck and I appreciate you taking time out of your morning to join me today. I hope things are getting better for everybody out there as we continue to progress through the pandemic. Numbers are low and people are getting vaccinated and more and more places are opening up, and praise God, houses of worship are opening up, and many have been open for a while, and praise God for that. Just encourage everyone, uh, if you haven't been going to church, jump back in. The time is right. The time is now. And for those of y'all who can't get out, I appreciate you tuning in. And I know we have people listening, going to church, going back from church, at work, and different people places. And I just thank you for for listening. Thank you for the feedback too. And as always, if you ever have any comments or thoughts, or if you make a decision to follow Jesus, please contact me. Our phone number at love in action is 334-494-4995. That's 334-494-4995. My email address is ken.tuck at love in action Ministries dot com ken tuck at LoveInActionMinistries.com. love to hear from you last week we started a new two part series called how to witness and we talked about the great commission of course that's where we started out at Jesus tells us that we have to go we can't sit still we have to go so in order to make disciples we must go and tell people about Jesus. And we need to remember that Jesus is always with us. And then I shared about how Jesus promises us in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, that we will receive power to be his witness when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. So Jesus gives us everything that we need. He commissions us. He's always with us. He empowers us with his Holy Spirit. All that is missing is our trust in him and our obedience to his word. So last week, I also shared about how we are to always be ready to share the good news and how we can go about doing that. Shared how we should always be ready to share our testimony with others. And there's three parts to our testimonies. Our lives before we surrendered to Jesus, how and when we came to the Lord, and what our life is like after Jesus saved us and there should be that transformation that we can see in our lives after we give our lives to Jesus. And I went on to give some ideas of places and people we can share Jesus with and share our testimony with, such as work and restaurants. We can share Jesus with our friends, our colleagues, strangers, and don't forget about family. I shared some personal examples of sharing Jesus when I was working in the newspaper industry. And also, uh, example of when I shared Jesus with a waitress in a restaurant and how she actually fell on her knees there in the restaurant and gave her life to the Lord so we can share Jesus everywhere. and He gives us everything we need to do that. If you missed last week's message or any other messages, you can subscribe to the Love and Action podcast on Apple Podcasts, PodBean, and Spotify and catch up on previous messages. But before we get into part two today, let's go to our Heavenly Father in prayer. Father God, Abba, we come to you in the name of Jesus, thanking you for your word, thanking you for the salvation that you give us, thanking you for your son Jesus, and that Jesus, you died on that cross for our sins and on the third day rose again to give all who believe eternal life. Father, we thank you for the incredible privilege and honor to share you with others. We thank you that you give us everything that we need to do that. And Father, just pray, I'm just praying this morning for boldness for each and one of your children to share their testimony, to share your goodness, your word with others, so others can also know about you and know how truly awesome you are, Lord. And Father, I'm just praying also this morning for people who have various needs out there, Lord, whether it's, it's spiritual, physical, financial, emotional, mental, whatever the situation, whatever the issues, God, just want to lift them up to you and ask you, Father God, to just minister to them, to each need. And we thank you, Father, that you tell us in your word that as we draw close to you, you draw close to us. And so, Father, we all need more of you in our lives. And I just pray that we will all determine on our hearts we're going to draw closer to you. And Father, I pray for those who do not know you, who do not have that personal relationship with you, Lord Jesus. I pray that this morning will be their day that they call out to you and experience your forgiveness, your love, your life, which is the the only true life. Lord, we praise you. We love you, and we ask you, Holy Spirit, to teach us now as we go back into your word. And we ask you to lead us into all truths and pray, Father God, that we will be doers of your word and not hearers only. For it's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Last week, we left off at the point of talking about what scriptures should we share with others. I have a list of scriptures here that we'll go over that are easy ones to share with people. They're easy to memorize, and they're so impactful, they're so strong. I and mean, of course they are their God's words, so they're going to be impactful. But let's start in Romans chapter 3 verse 23. "For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It's a great verse to share with others because a lot of times people will think, well, somebody's wanted to tell me about Jesus because, I've sinned, I've disobeyed, and they think they're perfect. No, we're not. <laughs> we're far from it. And this scripture here is a great one to explain that, that no, we have all sinned. I've sinned, and I've fallen short of the glory of God. Everybody has. And that's why we need a Savior. We all do. And it's just a great verse to share. And again, it's easy to memorize. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's Romans chapter 3, verse 23 After that one, a great scripture to share is Romans 6 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And that one's also easy to explain because people understand the word wages. Wages, that's something that we earn. When when we go to work, we earn a wage. And so we have earned death because of sin. But praise God, he sent His Son, Jesus, and therefore we have a free gift from God, a free gift of eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So, so we can explain that to people. Romans chapter 5, verse 8, But God shows His love for us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. We have all sinned, as we just read, which means we were all enemies of God. But even though we were enemies of God— He died for us anyway. That shows how awesome our God is and how much he loves us and how he isn't up there in heaven with this baseball bat waiting to beat us over the heads with as people get this image in their mind that God is just waiting to dish out punishment on them. No, he's waiting to dish out his forgiveness, his love, his mercy, his grace, his salvation. And this verse shows that. And then it's also important to share John 14 verse 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. Jesus is telling us there's one way. There's not many ways as people out there in the world will try to convince you that there's only one way and his name is Jesus and he is the way he is the truth and he is the life and no one comes to the father except through him. So that's an important verse to share because people need to understand that Jesus is the way, the only way. And he is so awesome and so gracious and so loving. As you share your testimony with others, people should be able to see that, how awesome he is and what he's done in your life. Then, of course, the most famous verse in the Bible, John chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. I love that word, whosoever, because we are all a whosoever. Whosoever believes in Jesus should not perish. Talking about spiritually. Now, physically, we're going to perish, but spiritually, we won't. As we give our lives to Jesus, we shall have eternal life because of him and through him and in him. And I tell people that really the gospel of Jesus is told right there in that one verse, because we see how much God loves us. We see that He gave us one and only Son, and we see that if we believe in Jesus, we can have eternal life. Such a powerful verse to share with people. First John chapter 1, verse 9, another powerful, powerful scripture to share with people. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We confess our sins to God. We don't have to go through a priest or anyone else. We go straight to God and confess our sins to him. And his word says that he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Now, God cannot lie. It's impossible for him to lie. So what he says he's going to do. So he is faithful and he is just and he will forgive all of us for our sins if we just confess them to him. And we don't have to, you know, if you're making the decision to give your life to Christ today, you don't have to go down each and every sin that you committed in your whole life. Just say, God, forgive me for all my sins, all the ones that I've committed in this life, known and unknown to me. I ask you to forgive me and he's going to forgive you and cleanse. It says he will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So he forgives and he cleans such a powerful, awesome God we serve. Great verse to share with people. There's Ephesians chapter one, verse seven, in him being Jesus, in him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. So in Jesus, we have redemption. Why? Because he died for us, his blood shed for us on the cross. Therefore, we have forgiveness of our trespasses, of our sins, our disobedience to God. Another great scripture showing how loving and how awesome Jesus is and how we have forgiveness through him. One of my favorites to share with people is Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. Those two verses right there, it says it all. If we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we call out to Jesus and say, Jesus, you are Lord. You are Lord of all. I want you to be Lord of my life. And it says, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. So there's that believe again. We just read in John chapter 3, 16, believe and says, believe with your heart, not just head knowledge about Jesus. when we believe with our heart, that means we believe with all that's within us, that God raised Jesus from the dead. And then it explains that, that with the heart, one believes and is justified. And with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. Such a wonderful scripture to share with people to explain salvation. And just a few verses later in verse 13, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Again, whosoever, we are all a whosoever, no matter where we live in this world, no matter the color of our skin, no matter if we're homeless, poor, rich, middle-class, whatever, we are all a whosoever. And Jesus died for us all and he rose again for us all. And so if we confess that he is Lord of our lives and we believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. There's no doubt about it. There's no questions. We will be saved. Again, you don't have to be a Bible scholar to share the gospel, but you do have to read God's word. You do have to study the Bible. We have to put God's word in our hearts. And as we do, the Holy Spirit will pull it out of us as we speak. So we don't have to be nervous about memorizing scripture. Let's just ask the Holy Spirit to help us and then be intentional about it. And what do I mean about being intentional? Well, start with one verse. For example, Romans 3.23, the first one that that I read, says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So just start remembering that. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23. And just keep saying it over and over again until you get it. You, know, you can highlight it in your Bible. You can put it on sticky notes and put it in different places where you know you will see it. And then the next week, learn another one. Memorize another one. And so we can do this. And the Holy Spirit will help us do this. And then what's amazing is you start sharing the gospel with others. Scripture will just start coming out because the Holy Spirit will just start pulling it out of you because it's in your heart. It's in you. And you'll start thinking after you finish talking with somebody, you'll start thinking, wow, I didn't know that I, I memorized that verse. I didn't know where that came from. it just I just started quoting Scripture. It, it will happen to you. Trust me. And it's because you've been studying His Word. You've been getting His Word in you. And the Holy Spirit is pulling it out of you to share with other people. So study his word, be in his word. And I encourage you to do it daily. Find a time if it's early morning or late at night, whatever your time is, be sure that you have scheduled time for God, that you're meeting with Him one-on-one in prayer and in reading his word so we can share his gospel, share his word with others. The gospel means good news and it's the best news ever. And in this world we live in, we need a lot of good news. And so we, we have it. We just need to get it in us and share it with others. If you can share your testimony, you can be a witness for Jesus. You see, none of us have excuses. If we are born-again believers, we have no excuse whatsoever of not sharing our testimonies. We have a testimony. We have to share it. We have to let others know what Jesus has done in our lives so they can hear it and they can believe and they can come to Jesus as well, just like we did. So often, the devil will put it in people's minds that you can't share this with people because you don't know how. Don't listen to that liar. Satan is a liar. He's the father of lies. So don't listen to that garbage. Listen to, to Jesus. And he says that he empowers us to do this. So if Jesus says it, it's true, and we can do it. And I'm a walking, living example of it. And not just because I'm a pastor. Before I became a pastor, I was sharing my testimony with others, sharing God's word with others. So if I can do it, you can do it too. You don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to be a Bible scholar. You don't have to be an evangelist, though all believers actually are evangelists. As may not be the gift of evangelism, but we all are evangelists from the standpoint that God gives us all the great commission to go and make disciples of all nations. And so to go, that means to go out and tell people about him. So we all are commanded to do that. So we can all do it. So we have no excuses. And God always gives us some wonderful examples of different situations that we can pull from. And let's look at a couple of examples of people being a witness for Jesus right after they believed. They had no no time to study. They believed Jesus and they immediately shared their testimony as a witness for Jesus. Again, they had no training. They just obeyed God and went out and told people about Jesus. And let's start with the first example in Mark chapter 5. Now you can read Mark 5 verses 1 through 17, and I encourage you to, it's an amazing story. But we are introduced to a man who was possessed by demons, and he lived among the tombs in this town, and we read that no one could bind him, not, not even with a chain. He would break shackles and chains off, and no one had the strength to sub- subdue him, and he was always crying out and cutting himself with stones because he was possessed he was demon possessed, and when Jesus asked the demon for his name, the demon said, "My name is Legion, for we are many." And then Jesus cast all those demons out of that man, and actually sent them into a herd of swine that went over a cliff. It was about about two thousand pigs, so that kind of tells you about Legion. And those pigs went over into the water and drowned. And the townspeople heard what was going on, heard something was going on. I heard about all these pigs going over the uh, the cliff so they came out to where jesus and his disciples and this man were at and they saw this man sitting he was sitting still he had his clothes on and that was different because often he would not and he was in his right mind the word tells us he was a completely changed man it was so evident to the people he was peaceful He wasn't shouting anymore. He wasn't cutting himself. A total transformation had taken place because of Jesus. Let's start reading in Mark 5, verse 18. Again, this is Mark chapter 5. So we're going to pick up in verse 18. As he was getting into the boat, this being Jesus, as he was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed with demons begged him that he might be with him and he did not permit him but said to him go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you and he went away and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him and everyone marveled so you see here here's a man just had demons cast out of him He wanted to go with Jesus and his disciples, and Jesus said, no, stay here and go tell people what I've done for you. And he did, and people marveled, and there's no telling how many people started believing in Jesus at that point. So did the man have any training? No. Had he memorized any scripture? No. He simply obeyed Jesus and went out and told people what Jesus had done for him. So what did he do? He shared his testimony. Immediately, he shared his testimony. This is what Jesus tells us to do. And he gives us the power through his Holy Spirit to do this. And so here's another example. John chapter 4, the Gospel of John chapter 4, verses 1 through 42. Now, we're not going to read all, all the whole 42 verses, but I really encourage you to do, do so. It's such a powerful story when Jesus meets a Samaritan woman at the well. I would also encourage you if if you have or have not watched the series The Chosen, which you can download the Chosen app, and it's uh, it's also on Facebook and YouTube. You can pull up videos there and watch the woman at the well on The Chosen. It's just such a powerful scene. It's a powerful series. Uh, last or actually two years ago was season one. Of course, last year they couldn't film because of COVID, but season two is underway now. But it's a powerful visual, a video of the story of Jesus and the woman at the well. But Jesus, the fact that he's talking to a Samaritan woman in and of itself is a sermon. (laughs) Because, you see, the Jews and the Samaritans, they did not like each other. They did not get along. And Jesus was talking with a Samaritan woman That was a big cultural no-no. He was going against the grain once again. Let's start reading in John 4, verse 7. A woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink, for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. And Jesus goes on to tell her about her five marriages and how the man she's living with now is not her husband. And then he tells her that he is the Messiah. She's the very first one Jesus reveals to that he is the Messiah, a Samaritan woman. That's another just powerful message in and of itself. But she believes him and she immediately runs back to her hometown and tells everyone about Jesus. Verse 39, many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony Did you hear that? Many believed in Jesus because of the woman's testimony. Again, she had not memorized any scripture. She simply shared her testimony. She shared what Jesus had told her. And all these people believed. See how powerful our testimonies are. And these two examples that I just read to you about, people just believed in Jesus. Immediately, they went and shared their testimonies. They didn't wait. They shared. And because she shared, a lot of Samaritans were saved. Matter of fact, the Samaritans came out to meet Jesus, and they asked him to stay for two more days. And the scripture tells us that many more believed because of his word. So we see a man who was demon-possessed. Jesus sets him free. We see a woman who had a troubled life and was really looked down upon by people in her own town because she had been married five times. She was living with a man she wasn't married to. That's why she went to the well in the middle of the day. Women usually would go to the well earlier in the day before it got hot, but she didn't go. She didn't want to listen to people talking about her or get those stares from women, knowing what kind of woman she was. And she was feeling real bad about herself as well. And then Jesus comes. (laughs) And she becomes a different person and she just starts running around town. and, And instead of trying to avoid people, she goes right up to people and tells them about Jesus. And many, many people believed because of her. And so that's how powerful our testimonies are. So my question is, what's your excuse for not being a witness for Jesus? The simple fact is none of us have any excuses whatsoever. We just need to trust Jesus and be obedient. Again, he gives us everything that we need. He commissions us. He promises that he will always be with us. He empowers us through the Holy Spirit to be his witnesses. We just need to be obedient. We need to trust him that what he says is true, and what he says he's gonna do, he's gonna do, and be obedient. Just like the man who was demon-possessed, Jesus said, stay here, go into your hometown, and tell people, What I've done for you, and He did. We just have to be obedient. So I want to encourage you. Share your testimony with somebody this week. Share it one time. Yeah, I've encouraged people in our discipleship class at Love and Action to write out. Well, I do more than encourage them. Yeah, it's an assignment. They have to write out their testimony on one sheet of paper, front and back, because you usually have about three to five minutes to share your testimony with somebody because people's time is very valuable and people are always in a hurry these days. So write down your testimony, what your life was like before you started following Jesus. Where and how, when did you meet Jesus? Did you give your life to Jesus? And what has your life been like afterwards? What has he done in your life? How has he transformed your life? Share that with somebody. And I promise you, once you do that one time, you will see you can do it because, again, he empowers you to do so. And he's with you, so you're not alone. But you will want to start sharing your testimony with others. So just do it. Just do it one time this week. And maybe if you do it at the beginning of the week, you'll see how actually easy it is. And before the week's over with you, you'll be sharing it with somebody else. So I just encourage you, share your testimony with somebody this week. Your testimony, God will use it to touch somebody's life, to bring them into the kingdom. That's how powerful our testimonies are. Well, we are out of time for this week. Thank you so much for joining me once again for Sunday Morning with Love and Action. I pray you have a wonderful rest of the day and a great week coming up. May the Lord bless you and keep you. the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.